This is Big Mama. Hey everybody, this is Big Mama. Hello. Oh wait, I don't have my headphones on. Hold on. Oh, it's just a train wreck. <laughs> We're already off. We're not off to a good start. Oh, it's terrible. Hold on. Uh, These things have a cord. I could, I promise, I could walk to Tuscaloosa and still podcast. <laughs> Well, and we ought to try that one of these days. Okay, hold on. Okay. Oh, the pressure. I know. Well, I hope you got some good material. <laughs> oh, I don't have a lick of material. Although I did just, um, your your post finally came up in my blog lines. Oh, okay. So I was actually just sitting here looking at this foundation garment. And <laughs> <laughs> the pregnancy one? No, the one, the, the one that... Um, oh. The, the big I, long line one. Oh yes, ma'am. And you know, I got one of those when I thought before, when I thought I was going to wear the the black dress. Mm. Mm. That's enough reason to not wear that black dress You're, right there. Yes, ma'am. And that's why that particular foundation car, garment is in my car in a bag and ready to go back to Macy's. I know. I know. I mean, I just think every now and then, I guess you got to do it. But man, okay, I that, mean, okay. I, I just I'm just now seeing this pregnancy thing. Yeah. That is just hateful. <laughs> I really debated whether or not to post a picture of it on the blog, but it really did make me gasp out loud when I saw it because I was just scrolling through trying to find a good example of some body shaper garments. And then I was like, who would wear that when they're pregnant? That is can your you one it? time when if your behind needs to flop, it can flop. That's exactly right. I mean, that's to me, pregnancy is all about being able to just say, you know what? Here I am, I'm pregnant, and that's all there is to it. Okay, I'm the Mary-Kate Alton. That's an excellent call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She needs some lipstick. Mm, she needs, she really needs some lipstick. Bad. Which, one. okay, one thing, and then we're going to go watch your movie and let Mama talk for a while, okay? Mama, Just say one thing. I'm just kind of shy at this. Okay, but you can do it. Okay. Okay. My mom's the best mama, and she's my favorite mama. Oh, that's very sweet. I'll stay here with you. Can I just go watch your movie for? I tell you what, give mom a few minutes. What, baby? Okay, but you have to be quiet. Okay, I will. Okay, all right. Here we go. I told you. I just don't know. She's a little. She's a little nervous about the podcasting. Yes, but. She's a little shy, but just as soon as I told her, I said, Mama's going to get back in the bedroom because I've got an important phone call. And, like, as soon as she came back and saw the microphone, she said, oh, I'll be back in just a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, she's like, oh, are we doing this again? Oh. Hey, of fun. Mm -hmm. It is fun. Okay. Now, really, baby, you need to be quiet for a while, okay? Deal? Okay. All right. Yes. Oh, well, would you hand me my snacks when I tell you? Yes. Okay, all right. Um, all right, we're all back on to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back on to the podcast. She's like our Ed McMahon. <laughs> she, she is. We'll just take her on the road with us we, one of these we, days. Yeah, we will. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I actually have some questions that we haven't used. Oh, good. Perfect. What are they? Well, I'm, I'm trying to find them. Okay. okay. This is, <laughs> um, 
this is from Allison at AllisonLove.com. I think okay. we've used a question of Allison's before, and she says, what is something you've said to your child that you never would have dreamed coming out of your mouth? I think the one one I remember as I'm sitting here, I mean, it seems like every day there's probably something, but to the one that I remember the most vividly is that one time Caroline, what did she say? She had a new little toy gun, and she was, like, pointing it, like, people mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and i said oh no baby i said we don't i said we don't aim our guns we don't shoot people we just shoot things like dogs <laughs> and birds is what i told her <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i thought that it was okay to tell her that we shoot dogs because we don't no, i just want to say that right now we don't shoot dogs no. we have two dogs and we love them and we would not shoot them no, no, no so no. i don't know why i thought that was okay but just in that moment of frustration I'm sure I've said a, I've said a lot of things I never thought I would say, but I always find them at a complete loss for words, especially in moments of discipline. Like I was trying to talk to Alex about telling a story a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to use scripture, and I could not mm-hmm. for the life of me think of a single a, a single Bible verse <laughs> that related to that. I have found several since, but mm-hmm. I just ended up saying you know things like God tells us not to lie in the Bible. <laughs> I don't know where, I'm but not it sure says where. It. But I know he tells us mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to lie. Um, I know. Oh God. Okay, let's see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's she saying? She's just humming. She's little music. Um, now, and Caroline did speaking of trying to come up with Bible verses last night. We were. She was talking about her memory verse this week, which the one that I am aware of is from Sunday school, and it's just. Um, God made the God made the heavens and the earth and saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. So, but apparently she's learning another one somewhere that's like Psalm one forty or something. I'm not real sure, mm-hmm. but one 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 one. Okay, Psalm one 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 mm-hmm. is what she's telling me. One one. And one, so, one, anyway, so we were talking Psalm, about it. Psalm one thousand one hundred and eleven. <laughs> I have no idea, or maybe eleven eleven, gotcha. or. Maybe 111, mm-hmm. verse 1. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, she uh, so she's learning that psalm. And I said, so then I thought I would throw in, because it was nighttime. So I threw in, um, for he will command his angels concerning you mm-hmm. to protect, to guard you in all your ways. And she asked me, she said, what does that mean? And I said, well, that means that, you know, Jesus will always send his angels to protect you. I said, so if you ever feel lonely or sad or scared, I said, you could just ask Jesus and his angels will be there with you and make you feel better. And so I was tucking her into bed and she has this huge stuffed dinosaur named Dino. Mm -hmm. That's original. And so, I know, well, it is. We're real original with, with our names around here. And, um, so Dino, so she wanted Dino in her bed. And so I said, okay, so let me go get Dino. And she said, I don't really need Jesus because I have Dino to protect (laughs) me. Well, there you go. Well, see, Alex asked me last night if God lives in heaven or in a spaceship. So... We're really, we're doing a good job, I think. We are. We're instilling Mama, some good theology. Jesus might have real ones, but we need Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Can you handle a question about blog stuff? Sure. Why not? As best I can. I'll do. I'll do the best I can. Even if the question refers to something about blogs taking off. Oh, that makes me nervous, but I'll attempt it. Um, that makes me nervous, but I'll attempt it. Okay. Here's what it says. I would okay. just like to say that I don't necessarily believe this. I am just reading the question. Okay. 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 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you hear the Oreo bag? <laughs> um, how long did it, did you have your blog before it started to take off and you were, and this is in quotes and I appreciate that it was, that it's in quotes, mm-hmm. famous in the blog world. Do you know how it happened? What, it, uh, how red are you right now, by the way? I'm, it makes me, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm a little sweaty. I think I've um, got, I think I'm red, like all in my neck right now. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have to other bloggers about how to get your name out there? And that's from Aaron at, um, air and war. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, oh, I, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that question. <laughs> I think here's my thing is I think that for me with the blog stuff, even now, Caroline, I, by the way, is fascinated by what you're saying. <laughs> she is riveted. She hangs on my every she word, does. pretty much. She does. I will say that whatever level of any kind of pseudo fame I have achieved in the blog world, that my family remains completely unimpressed. Exactly. But, um, you know, I, oh, I get so I just I don't even know what to say because I think here's the thing: is like I to me I laugh because I think like I feel like people read my blog, or we can pretend I can never ask it. Yeah, we could. I mean, I just, I think it gets like real because I think the thing is, is what, I don't know. I always end up sounding too philosophical when I talk about this stuff, but I just think that to me, I don't, I think that I know people read my blog and people comment and stuff. But when I look at like internet fame, it is on such a scale and spectrum that is so above and beyond any kind of traffic I have. It's all relative. It's all relative. It's all, it's all relative. And I just think that I think that there are things that you do to help that. And I think that it's, I think it's posting every day. And I think it's, you know, being consistent with your posts and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, I don't know that there's any, I think if I could write a key formula on how to have a successful blog, number one, I would read it because I'd like to know. And number two, I'd be, I mean, that's the million dollar question. Right. Yeah, it's also relative, and I think people, you, you, you look in like this one little corner, we're just one little corner, and there are, there's mm. a whole big, you know, the internet is large. There are, <laughs> well, it, it is, it, it's, it's a worldwide it web. It is, and there are a lot of sites, and mm-hmm. um, we are one tiny little corner, so I just, I just think it's important to remember that it's very, very, very relative, and in the grand scheme mm. of things, we don't have very much traffic at all. Um Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think you just have to want to do what you're doing and, and, and write every day and enjoy it. And you just can't worry about it. Well, because I think that's when you start to get stressed out. Right. You know, and I mean, and, and for me, like, I mean, yeah, I have days where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to write about. And I'll kind of start to feel stressed about it. But ultimately for me, it's almost like, and I'm not like this in many aspects of my life, if at all anywhere else but with the blog it's almost like a challenge to me it's almost like a personal challenge to me to see if I can come up with a post every day like and I feel a real sense of accomplishment if I manage to do it you know because I think that it's hard to come up with something every day all right that's that's enough of that but thank you that was real sweet of you to say and all but we makes this very uncomfortable um um, okay these are completely unrelated questions so these are these I've got lots of questions this is from Melissa at um, musingmelissa.blogspot.com. And her okay. question says, have you ever in all your unaired podcasts? Oh, and Melissa, there are many of them. There are many mm-hmm. unaired podcasts. 
it's a vault. We may release, maybe someday we could release them. It could be like the the lost years or something. Right. Only nobody would care, the lost but, but we, no. we could release it. Um, have you ever in all your unaired <laughs> podcasts told all of us about how you met your husbands? I don't think oh. we have. No? Mm-mm. I don't think we have either. And it's it's a riveting tale. Oh, yes. Mine is, too. See, okay, and all so I can think got... of is this is going to, you know, if anybody's been reading the Pioneer, Pioneer Woman's Pioneer. story, you just prepare, as I like to say, to be underwhelmed because I can't, I, we can't touch it. No, mm -mm, no, mine doesn't have nearly that drama. I could probably come up with that level of drama, but <laughs> I feel like it. But it would be fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be true. And then what's the point? Well, and I've even thought about because I wrote I wrote a post a long time ago back when pretty much my dad and I read Nelly that. read my I read post that I remember about how Perry and I, I met. did I remember well so see I did write about it one time but I in fact the other day I almost put it up but I thought number one I'm not going to put it up while Pioneer Woman <laughs> is talking about her incredible story because it's just sad mm -hmm. in comparison and number two when I reread it I didn't even really like the way that I told it so. Anyway, I just, I thought, well, that's one I could probably rewrite about it at some point. Nobody would even remember that I'd ever written about it Except before. Except for me. Except for you. And Gully. So, and Gully would remember. She was there for the whole thing. Right. So, she kind of already knows it. So, she probably wouldn't how, how did y'all meet? <laughs> <laughs> we met, well, the way we originally met was we were both in our last year at A&M. And I had started going to a Bible study called Breakaway. And, um, and then through breakaway, I had met, I'd kind of become good friends with the leader and then some other people that were doing stuff. And so they started inviting me, the leadership did a, like had a special prayer meeting every week and they invited me to go attend the prayer meeting. And I went and it was at this guy Perry's house or apartment. Mm -hmm. And so I went and he was there and I was, I have to say that it was not love at the first sight. Neither one of us were impressed with each mm -hmm. other in the whole scheme of things. Um, I just remember he talked a lot and he directed a lot of attention to me to let me know what the group did mm -hmm. and how it functioned. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to like cry. I wanted to shrink back into a corner because I did not want to really draw attention to the fact that I was there. And he wanted to include um, you, didn't he? And he did. He wanted to include me. And that's so his personality. Like now that makes me laugh because that was just him trying to make me feel welcome. And I kept thinking, why is he talking to me? I wish he would quit talking <laughs> to me. Like it made me very uncomfortable. Um, and he says, he swears that I was wearing like a really low cut V-neck t-shirt, but I don't remember that. Because <laughs> so, I don't think that I would have worn that to a prayer well, meeting, if unless ever. Unless you wanted to be a stumbling block. <laughs> I was not going to try to come in being, you know, whatever, some kind of harlot in the group. Mary Magdalene. Exactly. So I don't remember that I wore a, a low cut t-shirt. Cracks <laughs> me up, <laughs> but he does. He says that he remembers that. So anyway, that was the first time we ever met. But I will say, and that was just like kind of a brief meeting. And there's more to it than that later on, obviously, because now we're married. Mm -hmm, sure. But um, yeah, that was a brief meeting. But I will say it's very interesting to me because I do remember, and I have a horrible memory. Like I don't remember a lot of stuff. It's just I just don't. But I remember pretty much everything that Perry talked about that night. Like, not just, but like he talked about some stuff. He had some specific prayer requests about different things going on in his family and some stuff like that. And like, I still remember that to this day. Yeah, that is, and that's, that's so interesting because I was thinking about this just coming back from Nashville the other day. 
I mean, I, I do remember stuff, but like all the, the, like the biggest things in my life, even the things that were seemingly sort of inconsequential at the time, like, for example, I remember the first time you commented on my blog and that was yeah. so, you know, I mean, I get a lot of comments on my blog, uh-huh. but I remember uh-huh. the first time you commented and that has turned out to be uh-huh. a big thing in my life. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Uh-huh. I think like, I, I don't know that this is necessarily scriptural, but I think that that God does somehow enable us to remember those sort of, I guess you could call them memorial stone sorts of moments so that you can see his hand or see his faithfulness Mm -hmm. during those times. That was just a a short sermonette for me. Thank you. Well, that's true though. I've always thought that I was like, it was like somehow something in me, like, I don't know, something in me remembered Mm -hmm. that. And I'm sure lots of other people there had prayer requests and things that they talked about. And I couldn't tell you any of their names or anything that was going on with them. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's, I mean, and to me, that's, I always think that's, I always think back on that and think that that's very interesting that I remember, I remember the first time we went out to dinner and like we were just friends and we went out to dinner because we were the only two people in the city that we both knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just, it all came together. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. So how about you and David? Um, we met in Sunday school when we were seven. <laughs> And it was love at first sight. But you know, I do. I actually, I do remember it, which is strange. You I did. Mean, I remember it. See? I remember because we had just, um, my parents had just switched churches, and you know, we switched churches once in my whole life, and we switched to this church, and I went to Sunday school for the first time, and they had the first and second graders together, and I'm just like three months older than he is, but I was a grade ahead, and but we were, in, I was in the second grade, and he was in the first grade, and we were in the same room, and I remember it. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. But we were, um, we... So you didn't start dating no, then? No, no, we didn't start dating then. We really didn't. Um, you know, it was a little early. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little yeah, young. A little young. Um, but we were we were just friends our whole lives, you know, growing up and, and... Well, now, I do remember reading on your blog one time about the church van. About the church van. Which time? That, well, didn't y'all, when you got sick... Oh, oh, my word. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that was the time that I got sun poisoning in Panama City, <laughs> because you know I have the, my skin is the color of parchment paper, and I went out on the on the beach about ten o'clock one morning, the morning we were leaving, thinking that it was since it was overcast, it was there was really no danger there, and I laid out on the beach and I think I fell asleep because you know you, when you go like would go on those youth trips, you know there was there was no sleeping at normal times. No, okay. And mm-hmm. I fell asleep, and I woke up, like, at 1. So that was three hours on a beach in Florida <laughs> when it was hazy. And I really learned some valuable lessons that day about the dangers of ultraviolet rays. Because <laughs> um, by the time we got on the van and headed home, we were about an hour into our trip when I became very nauseated. And I threw oh, up, I... and, like, my youth leader would not stop. <laughs> I threw up 13 times on a church van. <laughs> I threw up into paper cups. I threw up into sandwich baggies. I threw up out the window. I can't believe they he would, would not stop, stop because we needed to get home, and there were a lot of kids with us, so we needed to get home. And oh, that is horrendous! Not, and the whole time, and the you know, like I would hear from the back of the van, like "ew," and, you know, somebody make her stop. <laughs> oh, that is so nasty. That's my husband. <laughs> We were like four, that's a treasure. We were like fourteen and fifteen, but that was that <laughs> deep well of sympathy that all men seem to 
<laughs> to share. <laughs> like that night when, when, when you were up throwing up and um, um, you care what yeah. I asked him, he was, uh, I just, I threw up, but I was so sick. And this was not this most recent time I was sick. It was the time before. And I like came back into bed and like, he never moved. He never moved. He never said anything. And like the head of our bed is literally right by our bathroom. So, I mean, I was like, man, he is in a deep sleep. And so the next morning I said, did you hear me throwing up last night? And he said, yeah, I heard you. (laughs) And I said, well, I said, well, you didn't even ask if I was okay. He said, well, I could hear you. I knew you weren't yeah. okay. I didn't need to ask. Uh-uh. There's, nothing, there's nothing he could do there. But it, he did, obviously, because then this last time when I was sick, he did ask me, are you okay? And I just said, yeah. And so then I thought, well, there really is no point in him asking because it's not like there's much he can do. This is strange. So, mm-hmm. David, um, you know, was grossed out when I threw up the hallway home on the church van. <laughs> well... <laughs> Our sweet friend Beverly, like, tried to hold my hand, and she would take the paper cups, and she would try to, disp- I, don't, I don't even want to get an email about littering, by the way, because she would throw the paper cups out of the van. No, but there was nowhere else for else, cups What, to what go. else were we going to do with that? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to keep you've them. got a youth leader who is, you know, driving 65 miles an hour down the interstate to get home without, uh-huh. you know, stopping for the girl who's thrown up 13 times. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh-huh. so we were friends, 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 forever and ever and ever friends. And then when I was in graduate school, something just, I don't know, it just shifted. It just, no, it just changed. Funny. And I remember. And no, I remember, did it change for y'all at the same time? Mm-hmm, I think it, it was pretty much about the same time. And I remember, like, I, I remember when it changed. I remember, like, there were, I was at my apartment one day, and he had gone, like, on a job interview or something, and he stopped by. He was just coming back through town, coming back through Starkville, and he stopped by. And I remember, like, he walked in my apartment, and it was, that was it. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, that that's different. Yeah. Um. So you knew when he walked was, in your apartment. So then after that, did y'all, like, start dating, like, pretty um, soon after that? Or? No, we didn't. Then we, did, we didn't talk about it for a long time. Like, I couldn't talk about it, you know, which is so typical mm. of me. You know, mm-hmm. when there's like something, yeah, cause it was important. something, there's something bigger, important going on. I can't talk about it. I don't have words. I can't talk about mm-hmm. it. And so it took a long time to talk about it. And then we dated for a little while, but then he moved to Baton Rouge and, you know, it was just, we were in two different places and it was just, it was difficult. And, um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. a couple of years later when we were more like 25, 26, yeah. we were, and then we didn't date for long at all. We dated for maybe six months and got engaged. Because, you know, when you've been friends with somebody your whole life, I mean, pretty much yeah, ready. Yeah, you pretty much know what you're getting yeah, into. Yeah, you're pretty much ready to get on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, because um, I'm trying to think. We were saying, I mean, we were friends for probably six months before we started dating. And then, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then, yeah, but it definitely, but then, like, it's something, it's something shifted in there at some point. But I wasn't sure that it had shifted for Perry, and it was the cause of many late-night phone discussions with Gully as we analyzed every single possible thing that he had said. Um, and I, to be honest, I was a little bit like Kelly Kapoor, and I would do the whole, he just says whatever he's thinking, and I don't know what kind of game he's playing. That was- I had many late-night phone conversations with Emma Kate as well about, about, you know, what does this mean? Do you think this means? And Emma Kate wrote me this long letter at one point because she was married at this point about how you know she really felt like that this was the thing this was the this was the match and she had told me that when we were seniors in college and I had I believe I rolled my eyes at her um mm-hmm. but anyway but yes there were many late night <laughs> phone calls much analysis uh-huh. oh so much analysis and now the whole thing oh, cracks it cracks me, me up because I don't analyze anything gets- now 
No, and the thing that makes me laugh is is it tells me how little I really knew about Perry. Because if I had known him at all, I would know that he so liked me. I mean, like, liked me more than he had ever liked any girl. Because he does not put that kind of effort mm-hmm. into anything. Like, not, I mean, just the kind of stuff. Like, I lived at the time. I lived, like, in another part of town. So it took him about 25 minutes to get to my house. And the fact that he drove every night to come over and mm-hmm. see me. Oh, he totally liked mm-hmm. me. And I didn't know. I thought, well, it's just what he does. I didn't, you he know. He just drives around and goes to see girls. Yeah, and would talk. <laughs> exactly. And then he'd talk to me on the phone for like a long time. And like now, uh-uh. like mm-hmm. if he's if he's gone for the weekend hunting, it's pretty much like you good, y'all good, all right. Lady, See, talk my, to you that later. That was my thing too. David would talk to me on the phone. Mm-hmm. We would talk for hours. And now we just can't hardly get him to answer it. But you know, like but yeah. back then we would talk. Mm-hmm. We do so. We actually do. When I, we find that when I go out of town, we actually talk more than we do sometimes when I'm home. <laughs> Well, because I think sometimes it's because you're doing different yeah. stuff. And so you have something to talk about other than, because when you're home, it's just like, well, what would you eat for dinner? Well, same thing you ate. I mean, there's nothing to really talk on about. TV. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I, but we're so. talk, I mean, but we are talkers, I think, because we were friends for so long. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we talk. We we do. That's always, because we were friends mm-hmm. first. I've, which I, whenever, I highly advocate. I yeah, because I think that the whole thing is, is that number one, that's who you click mm-hmm. with. And number two, by the time we started dating, we already knew a bunch of stuff about each other. So it's not like you have to go through that, like, whole, well, when am I going to tell him mm-hmm. this? Or when are we going to talk about this? Like, we kind of already knew all of our little, you know, our little life philosophies about things. Yes, I agree. So. Um, and then, um, Melissa also asked about... Um, have we told her? Have we told all of, I guess, the internets about our experiences with pregnancy and childbirth? We might need to save that one. Yeah, I got that question too. But I was thinking now that we do, we want to. I don't know if we want to talk about our husbands and having we'll our kids the all kid. in the same we'll save one. The kids. Did you have a, a C-section? C-section? I had a ten-pound, okay. seven-ounce child. He was ten seven. Yes, ma'am. Oh my word! Oh my <laughs> word! Do you know that's. Well, I'm trying to think. That's not quite. Caroline was 5'6". Get out of town. That's what she was. No, she's a little peanut. She's a little peanut of a baby. Mm-hmm. Five pounds, six ounces. She was minuscule. I like to say that I gave birth to a three-month-old. Well, you really did. Because I think if I went to look at Caroline's baby book, I don't think she weighed 10 pounds until she was three months old. Well, and I'll say this, too. I w- that was at 38 weeks. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Mine was at 38 weeks, too. There you have it. Look Another something else. I know. We had our babies two weeks early, but Caroline came. It makes me laugh looking I'm back glad because by the way I went into labor. Well, <laughs> okay, never mind. No, we'll no, no. Well, let's, just, about let's just finish what we started. It just cracks me up because we always do this. Uh, I know. We're not going to get into it, it. But let's talk about it. Okay, go ahead. But let's talk about it. We'll talk about that we're mm-hmm. not talking about. No, but what I'm saying is she came two weeks early. I went into labor completely unexpected two weeks early. But that makes me laugh because that's, to me, that's totally her personality <laughs> now. That she decided, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm done mm-hmm. with it. And I don't care what you say. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. And it was a good thing because Perry had just left on a fishing trip and gotten back the night before and had literally gone down to the National Seashore where he could not be reached by cell phone or anything oh, else. Oh, word. And he got back like less than 24 hours before she was born. My goodness. I know. And I told him before he left, I said, you just need to know. I said that if you miss the birth of your first child, that is something that you never 
get over. I said that will it will never be okay that you miss the birth of your first child. And so, but the doctor actually, I had an appointment that Wednesday, and Perry was waiting for the go ahead. And the doctor said, "Oh, you're fine. You can he can go. You're totally fine. You're not having her anytime soon," which shows mm-hmm. what he knew. Uh huh. That was a good doctor for you. <laughs> now I had an ultrasound yep. at, I guess right at thirty at thirty seven weeks. I had an ultrasound because I was measuring uh-huh. bigger. I really think, I really think, in retrospect, I think I had a touch of the gestational diabetes. I really do. <laughs> because even though I didn't test for it, I mean, I didn't test positive for it, you know, when it when I had the actual glucose test, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a large baby. But my friend Elise, her that's... first was over 13 pounds, so. Over 13 oh, yes, pounds? Ma'am. She set a record for the hospital, but then somebody came back behind her like two weeks later and broke it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. hateful. She had a C-section. Oh, too. my. But Did she have sugar diabetes? No, she didn't. Sugar, sugar diabetes. diabetes. <laughs> Did I just channel my grandma? <laughs> I was thinking, that sounds like mammal. Sugar. Only you had said diabetes. That really pushed it over the edge. <laughs> I've never in my life... Oh my goodness! And what you need to know is, when I sold drugs, I had to talk about diabetes all the time, and not once to a physician did I ever. <laughs> and you know, doctor, it's safe. It won't hurt their kidneys, even if they have the sugar diabetes. Sugar diabetes. Now, <laughs> why in the world, as opposed to oh. what kind of diabetes? <laughs> is there some kind other than sugar? Is there some oh, kind of herb the, diabetes? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I don't know what that was. I was like, somebody just took a hold of my body. Sugar diabetes. The sugar no, diabetes. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um. Oh, she just had a big baby. Baby. Wow. I think I told you, too, um, when I was in the hospital, and it was the with, during the SEC basketball tournament, and I kept setting the blood uh-huh. pressure monitor off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't people that goes up like that when they're pregnant and then it never comes back down but mine's been fine since i had him it's just it was dicey there toward the end just in that moment just in that moment well you know what i'll never forget with i'd had i guess they did an ultrasound at some point i don't know early on i mean well obviously early on when we found out she was a girl and then they did another one i guess like at 34 mm-hmm. weeks uh, and said everything looked fine and um, although Perry and I were very concerned about her because, you know, they just look so smashed mm-hmm. in there. And it made her nose. I was really worried. I thought her nose was going to come out mm-hmm. enormous because it just looked like it spread across her whole mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. And then, um, but then when I was in labor, I had the worst labor and delivery nurse of all time. Mm. And um, I see her in my nightmares. But they, but my doctor wasn't the doctor on call. It was another doctor from the practice who's actually really good. But she asked me, she said, has your doctor said anything to you about measuring small? Is he worried about the size of this baby? And I said, no. And so I said, we did an ultrasound. And she was like, okay. Well, we had apparently in the next room, she had a C-section that went terribly awry. Mm-hmm. It like, And this is all at like, you know, 11, 10, 11 o'clock on a Friday night. No, on a Saturday night. And um, But anyway, so at some point she had put an order. So they did an ultrasound on me while I was in labor um. because they wanted to see how big. Caroline was and I had not had an epidural they had not given me anything and so I was having contractions like four minutes apart and they're doing the sonogram on me and my labor and delivery nurse kept telling me that she didn't think I was really in labor and let me tell you when when that when they were that sonogram technician 
showed me her head and I realized how low that sensor was on. I said, well, obviously she's coming out tonight uh-huh. if that's where her head is. I mean, it was like, oh, it was awful. It was awful. I just remember thinking, I can't believe that people do this. I can't believe that people do this more than once. Why would anybody do this? This is this is horrendous. And I was terrified was, of, of like of delivering. I was terrified of delivering Alex. Like if it had come uh-huh. to that, I didn't know how in the world. But now, like I guess just going through it, now I think, oh yeah, I could deliver one. I mean, you know, it doesn't scare me as much because I guess I know they actually do. They, the babies just don't stay in your stomach. They do actually come find a way out of your body at some point. And it doesn't yes. bother me anymore. Like, I think if I got pregnant again, if the doctor said I was okay, you know, if the blood pressure mm-hmm. stayed in check and all that stuff, I would be fine with, you know, I mean, I would want to have it. I would want to labor yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't scare me anymore. Well, I will tell you this, that if I ever have another one, that I'm not going to listen to any kind of nurse, and I'm going to be hollering for my epidural, mm-hmm. like, the minute I get there. Because they didn't give me my epidural. I didn't get an epidural till I was 10 centimeters dilated. I didn't even think they could That's- do it that late. Well, I don't know, but I was hollering and screaming, and that anesthesiologist came in, and he gave me my epidural, and he gave me a spinal block. He said, we're going to give you a little something extra, and Perry laughs because, I mean, I went from, like, like his thumb is permanently, like, even last night, we were sitting here watching TV, and I was kind of rubbing his hand, and he's like, oh, remember my thumb? Like, I permanently disabled him mm-hmm. while I was in labor because I was squeezing his hand so hard, his thumb, mm. and twisting it around, and he said that I went from like being this monster, which I don't even remember. I was out of my head in pain to like, as soon as that, that anesthesiologist, he'd barely even gotten that needle out of my back. And I was like, do you have my lip gloss? Can somebody get me my lip gloss and get my camera and let's take a picture. He said it was like, I was a whole different person, <laughs> but it was like immediately. Okay. All those hours of horrific pain. Like I, I completely forgot them. Like it was, I was done. I was like, oh, oh, great. let's take some pictures. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, I didn't have it to recover from pain. I just had it for, you know, so they could mm-hmm. cut me open. But, oh. Yeah. Oh, it was a it was a beautiful thing that epidural. That was all the difference in the world. And next time I'm going to tell that nurse she don't know what she's talking about. I want my epidural now. Yes, ma'am. So right, we have one last mm-hmm. question. You ready? Okay. Um, this is from from Holly at Crown Laid Down, and she said, huh? "What does chunky jewelry look like?" Well, it looks <laughs> chunky. I always think of chunky jewelry as being like it looks like rocks. Yeah, I think chunky, I think something that's just more significant, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just a bigger piece. It's not something that's on a chain. Right, that's the key. It's like it's, 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 I don't. It's more like, because to me, I would say like the big beads mm-hmm. that are in right now, the big colored beads that are, even though they're round, I would say to me to that's me chunky that, jewelry because they're, they're right. thick. I adore chunky jewelry. And I will tell you, now you wrote today about how Walmart's a good place. And then you, the people mentioned the mm-hmm. website. Is it, is it Sam Moon's? Sam Moon, yeah, and they do, it has some really cute stuff. And um, Steinmart, when they have sales, they have great chunky jewelry. And when they run, like, they're 50% off and then an additional 20% off, you can get some good-looking stuff for not much money at all. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm doing yeah. a jewelry giveaway, by the way, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are? Have I told you about oh. this? Oh, you haven't. Um, there's somebody who reads my blog, Lisa, emailed me back right after my birthday and said she wanted to send me something for my birthday that she... Oh, you did tell me that, and she sent you a beautiful, a beautiful necklace. I mean, it is one of my favorite. I'm not a jewelry person, really. I like fun jewelry, but this is fun, and yet it is beautiful, and I just I love it. I have worn it every day since she sent it to me. And so, um, anyway, she's made probably 
I don't know, she's made something like 12 different pieces. And she's going to put them up on wow. her blog, and we're going to give two of them away. And then, um, oh, cool. and it's real, it's great, it's great looking stuff. It's really, really good looking stuff. And she like oh. the 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 glass beads. She like you know she does them herself. I thought she just like oh, bought them in man. a store, but she takes the glass and she blows it with a torch and makes big pieces wow. of glass. It's really cool. Oh, that is very cool. So, that is very cool. I love some Chucky jewelry. Well, I do too. That's and in fact, if I'm going to wear jewelry, I mean, I'm usually like not necessarily earrings so much because I'll just wear small earrings. But I like a big chunky. Like I have this. It's like a chunky turquoise necklace. You'll see it when I come to visit mm-hmm. you because I take it everywhere I go because I always wear it. But it's a chunky turquoise necklace, and I bought it from Harold's probably seven mm-hmm. years ago. And, I mean, I still wear it all the time because it's just a great necklace, and it goes with everything. I think a good chunky piece of jewelry can take you I do, far. too. I think it can, it, can, it can set off the most just normal-looking ensemble, white shirt and jeans, but mm-hmm. with a piece of chunky jewelry, you have, you have taken it to another yeah. level. Yep, you have. You've gone from ordinary to extraordinary. There you have it. And by the way, yes, you are coming to see me in two weeks. I know, and I'm so excited. I am so um, even though, as we've discussed, my flight leaves leaves the airport at 7.05 a.m. Well, we wanted to maximize your time here. Yeah, we are going to maximize our time. It's just that upon our first meeting, you just know I'm not going to probably have much well, makeup it'll, it'll on. It'll make you or... feel better. I'll come pick you up in my pajamas. Oh, perfect. And I'll just wear my pajamas. I'll have on some yoga pants and a and T-shirt. And Shannon is going to be with us as well. I know. It's going to be so fun. And we're going to go see Casting Crowns. We're going to go see Casting Crowns. And, I don't, I I've, got to, and, and I've got to come up with some other activities. But they, they, will all be, <laughs> they will all be fun. We might. I know. But, you know, now I emailed Shannon. Did I copy you on this email? But I said I think that the three of us need to do a podcast. Oh, I totally like, do. And I, Shannon is a little, a little podcast shy. But I totally think the three of us need to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pack my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sort of know that maybe, I don't know, your blog life has gone too far when you're packing a microphone. Packing a microphone in my computer. Well, I think a good giveaway is when my little girl comes in here and says, okay, back to the podcast. I think that means that she knows. She does. Um, but yes, I think we should definitely do a, a joint podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so fun. And then we could talk about what we've been doing and all that kind of stuff. Cause you've never met Shannon I've before met either, Shannon right? Before, ever. Um, Shannon was actually, she was one of the first blind people I ever talked to on the phone because I had a question one day and she said, it'll be so much easier if we just talk on the phone. And, um, this was before oh. I think I had ever talked to you cause I didn't talk to any blind people on the phone for a long time. Now I traveled with Addie and Lori and Teresa and Robin, but we didn't talk on the, well, no, Robin and I talked on the phone a good bit beforehand. And, um, but anyway, all that to say, I was very nervous calling Shannon for the first time. Oh, I, I imagine. I can imagine. Well, I was nervous calling. I remember calling you for the first time and I was very nervous. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Cause at that point you and I had emailed for a mm-hmm. long time, so it shouldn't have been weird. I mean, and it didn't, once we started talking, it was so easy because it was like, yes, we don't, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It was just, just full of information and interesting mm-hmm. things much like this podcast um, exactly but I did not um but I remember being kind of nervous about it like because you always think well what if we email and then what if we call each other and then it's just like this <laughs> silence and we really have nothing to say mm-hmm. it's awkward what if it's just well, what awkward? is you know for me and all my capital letters on my blog what if you had called me and I had been very quiet <laughs> oh my gosh that would have totally thrown me off it would have 
I wouldn't have known what to do. And then I would have felt, but I felt like by that time we had shared enough that we were pretty much the exact same person. Cause I still remember, I think one of your very first emails to me ever was, you said, you asked me something. You said, if you tell me, you said, I'm, you said something like, I'm starting to think we're the same person (laughs) because we had had like, everything was just, it had gotten comical where it was like all this stuff that we had that was the same. So I'm glad that, um, um, you know, it it worked worked out. out. But, you know, Gully always says, her thing is is that she always says that she's glad that she didn't date in the email age because she does not translate well to the written word. (laughs) She says that her humor and everything does not come across an email. So she says that she's not a good emailer and she probably never would have gotten married had she been dating in in Well, I never would have either because I'm much better, like, with the written word than I am in person. And so I would have just been like, I would have been a, a source of letdown to one person after another, <laughs> after another, after another. To meet to you in person, person would be like, such a, oh, such a letdown. Where's the funny? Where, why are you funny? funny? You need to be funny. I thought you were funny. <laughs> oh, and God. I, you know, well, not always particularly good at being funny on demand in person at all, ever. No. Mm-mm. Me neither. Me neither. It's much better when I can edit. Mm -hmm. And work on it for a while. Hey, you're just in time. Do you want to say one more thing on the microphone? Okay. Chris made me get up on the bed. Oh, you have to get up on the bed. Okay. I'm sitting up on my bed. She came back in for her swan song. Oh, baby, watch out for mama's earphones. (laughs) (laughs) Other things that you don't think you'll say to your child. Can I put in Please. Huh? Do you want to put the earphone here? You put on an earphone that way you can hear. Hey, Caroline. Okay. Hey. Okay. What do you want to say? Um, my mom's good. <laughs> that is so sweet. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna see if I can get Alex. Okay. Hi, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, Caroline. Hey. Can you come to our house today? No. Why? Because because I got I got my grandparents coming. I have to spend night with them tonight. Not me. I don't have grandparents coming today. Coming next week. Maybe I will. I was in San Antonio. What? I'm in San Antonio. What Antonio? San Antonio. What is that noise? I don't know. What? What was that noise? What noise? What made that noise? There you go. Oh. Um, I was in San Antonio, Texas. Mean out see, I didn't know San Antonio's Texas. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Well, San Antonio's a big traffic place. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic outside. Ours has a lot of bad drivers. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Have a good weekend, everybody. Everybody, y'all have a good weekend. Bye. Okay, bye. Do you understand? Thank you. I'll be in there in a little bit.
Well, you can come back in, but you've got to give me some time. I gave you Oreos in a Barbie movie. You need to give me some time. I'll come watch with you in just a few minutes, okay? I tell you what, you give Mama a few minutes, and then I'll give you a few minutes, okay? Deal? Not deal. Okay. Do you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I knew this was. I didn't have high hopes. <laughs> um, she was perfectly content until she you, saw the mic. I gave you Oreos in a Barbie movie. You give me some time. <laughs> That's your tagline, sister. <laughs> Things, there again, back to the original question. Things that you say to your child that you never thought you'd say. <laughs> oh, oh, especially not with, with people listening. That's right. Um, 